The following is not safe for work and is 100% fully endorsed by the Not Safe for Work podcast network. That, that, kid does, that kid doesn't care about you. That kid's almost daring you. Yeah. I said, that kid's four years old and it's got its hands on its hip, openly defying you. I said, they, you don't have to be, you just have to make sure that they know that you're capable. There's an ass whooping capable if they overstep a line. They'll walk up to it. And I respect that, but as long as they don't, as long as they don't step over, you got to be willing to test the fucking water, right? Exactly. <laughs> You know, what is that, old man? Is that uh, because of me? Is that music tailored to me by uh, CCR? Yeah. The thing is, John, I don't know um, <laughs> if you picked up on I don't know if you listen uh, a lot, but uh, I like to usually associate my music in some capacity to the person that I'm speaking to. So, yeah, uh, that song made me think of you, buddy. Or vice versa, however you'd like no to No Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top? Nothing like that? No. <laughs> No, that was just the first one I came to. I figured, you know, it's, uh, it's it's fitting because I know that uh, that you have gained the moniker as the cranky old man. I know. I, I find you to be wildly amusing and uh, quite intelligent in this this new age of uh, podcasts and computers and all that kind of good shit. It's nice to see a seasoned vet hanging around, you know. Well, I started in 2012 with podcasting, and you know, I've been doing it ever since, and I I do love it. And the funny thing is, there's a, there's a John that's behind the mic, and there's a persona that's John is on the mic. And John on the mic is very, very honest. John on the mic doesn't pull any punches. John on the mic lets it all hang out. Because I think if you're listening, if you're listening, you want that person to be honest. You want, you know, you want that. You don't yeah. want somebody bullshitting you. And your audience knows. Your audience knows when you're faking it. It's kind of funny, right? You would think that it being a uh, produced piece of art that you might be able to fool some people. But I think that if you go long enough, people are going to be able to pick up on your bullshit pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I do. Well, you know, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and get all the, the business out of the way. First and foremost, hello and welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight we have a special guest from uh, the another leg of the podcast circle jerk table and a, quite a big figure from the Civilized Creatures Podcast Network, the host of the Unbelievably Stupid Podcast, John. How you How's doing? How's it going, buddy? Not too bad. 
Uh, I'm so tickled to have you here, man. This is uh, technically the the first time I think we've sat down one on one. We've talked a few times, but not actually uh, in front of equipment, man. I'm I'm nervous and excited. Well, I'm not nervous, but I am excited. It's been a while. It's long overdue. Very long overdue. These circles that you fall into. Usually they overlap. There's always a little something-something that, that you'll run into people over the years. And, I mean, I've been here a couple now. And so uh, you have kind of been on you know, my radar this whole time. Uh, I've listened to, to Who's Right with Doug and Anthony for a while. And today we discussed that we both know David the producer. So, I mean, it's we've kind of been in the same circle for a long time. And this is the first time we've actually bumped into each other. Yeah, it's funny. I had a podcast before unbelievably stupid which was brand x which was with a friend of mine and he decided to he was done with podcasting so but before that you kind of as you're promoting your podcast you're promoting it on twitter you're promoting it on you know social media you'll run into other podcasters right and you know i'm a bit of a social media shit starter so i'll get in there and mix it up and that's how I ran into the, the way I know David, the producer is I listened to a, a podcast called bad cop, bad cop. And they actually listened to Juliet and they were kind of picking on her about how she, you know, so what I did was of course I marked where they were talking about her. And I said, Hey, these guys are talking about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's out of my own playbook, John. Right. I think we might be cut from the same cloth. And to be honest with you, Jerry and Dave, who are friends of mine, and they they came from the Sons of Stern. You know, they used to listen to Howard Stern. because they're, And they're from Pennsylvania. I'm from New Jersey. So right. Jerry's like, oh, you shit starter. And what happened was Dave, the producer, Dave from Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and Jerry all became really, really good friends over that. So it was funny. I was like, look at me making friends over here through social media. <laughs> You're like uh, you're a matchmaker, John. You're well, just out there doing the Lord's work. Not all the time. Sometimes this one just happened to work out. Sometimes I've I've got myself in trouble on social media before. Not yeah, as, <laughs> any any that you can think of right off top, like any greatest hits. Yeah, uh, there was a shit. there was a woman. Her name is Doctor Jen Guttner. She's a gynecologist. She wrote an article about how she broke up with her boyfriend because her boyfriend said that her her, her hey nanny nanny stunk. Right. And so she was talking about how, how dare he say that? And, you know, hers is fine and, and women's vaginas smell. And well, you know what? They, they do, but some of them smell more than others. And so me and my co-host, we started talking about it. And the next day I did the same thing. I put the podcast up and I, I at replied her and I said, Hey, I, we talked about oh. your article. And of course the cover art's on there. And the name of the podcast was Oh, smelly clam. Oh, smelly clam. I heard that episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got some balls on you, man. I'll say that. Her? <laughs> yeah. See, that's, I can admire some people that just go, they'll put it out there. They're like, yeah, hey, talking about you. Well, some her, people like to hide, you know, they they won't tag people, but you just went right for the, uh, oh, yeah. for the gusto there, didn't you guy? And did <laughs> I didn't know at the time that she had a herd of Twitter followers that were, you know, so they had started attacking me and. I'm not a guy that backs down, so I'm in there swinging haymakers because, you know, they're saying, they're calling me, they're like, you're fat, you're this, you're that, you're old and fat. I'm like, all right, well, you're not blind, but doesn't mean I don't have an opinion. I love yeah. it when women say, like, if you sit there and, and look at a woman and you, I, if people say objectify, I say rate a woman and they say, well, you know, what are, who are you? I'm a guy. That's who I am. 
I'm, I'm a solid four. Yeah, That's I'm who a the fuck s- I am. <laughs> solid four, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that there's any chance, of, but I still have an opinion and I'm still a man. So I'm yeah. still going to rate. So yeah, it's just stuff like that. And again, I love the interaction. I, I just love everything about podcasting, but just to be able to get out there and be funny. I, I want somebody to listen to my podcast and after they get done, they just shake their head. They go, that was crazy. Son of a bitches. Damn. Your, uh, your latest episode, uh, definitely got me shaking my head a little bit. You guys, <laughs> you brought the boomstick on this one. I talked about it earlier with you. Uh, I didn't realize that when you get uh, really, really into what you're talking about, you kind of sound like Bill Burr's lady voice. I don't know if you realize that or if anybody's ever told you that, but it's, it's very similar. Susan did this shit. You're sitting like now, can I at least put her in a headlock? But guess what? We're not going. We're not cuddling. I don't care what this fucking psychiatrist said. Yeah, I know I go up, and it's and it's not something that you plan. But I get to a point where I'm flabbergasted, and I get up, and I was listening. I went listen back to it, and yeah, I get up a couple octaves. Well, the accent gets a lot thicker too, and you're like, "That's just what we're gonna fucking do. <laughs> we're gonna sit here and talk all this shit about nothing." Well. The new podcast is basically with two people that never podcasted before. One is my cousin. He's older than I am. He's 60. The Jimmy. The Jimmy. And the Jimmy and I have these great conversations. Every time it hits, I go, that that would win a campaign. Uh, (laughs) If Joe Biden comes to the fucking, (laughs) to the race and he uses that as his theme song, he might hook a few folks. I'm just saying. Yeah. So the Jimmy and I would have these great conversations on the phone, funny. And I said, man, if I could do a podcast like this. So then I would bring him down and we would sit in front of the mic. I'd open the mic up, start recording. And he turned into a different guy. I was like, who's this? I don't want this. I want the other Jimmy, the asshole that is my cousin. I want him. Well, he didn't want to be the asshole where people could hear him. So I said, well, then I don't really want you. If I can't have that guy, I don't like this guy. This guy, I don't want. The other thought about like disguising your microphone. Maybe hiding it in like a beer can or something. I and did. Just and you know what? He gets smarter as I do things. So what he does now is I used to leave the recording on when we he would take his headphones off and then we would get like all kinds of good stuff. Right. Then he found out I did that. So what he did is he would take the microphone and push it away when he got done recording. So I wouldn't record him again. You need but, to lapel mic his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I need a like a. You need to strap him up like fucking Steve Harvey. Yeah, I need just a let shotgun him sit there mic. And go to town, man. Yeah, I need a shotgun mic where I can point it at him from a, you know, across the room and get him. You know those uh, directional mics that you can point like that would come off a video camera, a shotgun mic. Anyhow. Oh, like one of those fucking FBI yeah, mics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magic. So he's coming around. He is coming around. And then Tara, I met her when another uh, former co-host of mine, Jessica, was doing stand-up. And she was doing stand up one night and she wanted to podcast. And she's like, you know, if you ever want to co host. And I said, yeah, come on over. We'll try it out. We'll try it out. Who knows? You never know. And again, sometimes I was here and it was like the two of us, I'm doing a show for the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, gosh, let's step this up. I know you have more. Let's, let's do it. And look, Tarek if they happen to hear this, which own. I don't know, you'll probably be the only one that might listen back to this. I don't know if they will. But if if Tara happens to hear this, I really enjoyed hearing the fire this past episode. That is, like you were saying earlier, as far as like seeing through the bullshit, I could tell that's something she's really passionate about. And you hit a nerve. Now, you might have done it on purpose. 
you know, if that's what being a, a host, a captain is, I guess, then sometimes you've got to step on that nerve to get that reaction, right? The way I, I look at our show, we take stories and we that we think are stupid, and then we talk about them, and we make fun of them, and we play off of them, and that's what we do. And she is very liberal. I consider myself a moderate. Jimmy is a conservative. So Staunch. Staunch conservative. <laughs> so... The three of us are in here, and here's the, th and this is what drives me crazy with this country right now, is I might not agree with Jimmy's politics or Tara's politics, but the thing about it is I will listen to them, and we can have a conversation, and we can agree to disagree, and we can debate, and I like that. But you so, can fucking yell about it. Yeah, absolutely. If you have to, right. but at the end of the day, you guys are still sitting at the table together. Right. And she says, well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, no, no, tell me. Fight me. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Don't throw a chair at me. Let's debate this, okay? But debate it passionately. You know, let's have a, a talk. Let's get it. Let's hash it out. Who knows? You might change my opinion. I have had my opinion changed in 15 minutes. If I feel that I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. I'm not one of those guys. But it's it's fun to do. And, you know, we're only 10 or 15 episodes in since we started the show over again. So they're new, and it takes a while to get behind. You get your chops behind the mic. I think that it definitely helps to have somebody like you who, who kind of knows where to put the points. But they're doing well, I, I have to say. I've listened to, I guess, this first 10, and I can see the growth, man. You, you definitely have a knack for, uh, for shaping folks up at this point, at least what you've been given. I tell you, one of the things I, I realize is you can't always have – you would think that you could just have a show with anybody. And that's not true because <laughs> Doug and I, from Who's Right, we've talked about having a show. We even tried having a show. And the two of us, when we get to sit down and get behind the mic, it's death. And I don't know why that is because I respect Doug. I think he's smart. He's funny. And it's, I, I guess, with me and him, it's that whole concept, be funny. Be funny now. That wasn't, we, that's yeah. ten, it's been 10 seconds. You're not funny. Be funny. I just, it didn't really work. I, and then I listened to him on your show and I was like, why can't I have that Doug? The the Doug that talks about something like, I don't know. Again, the great thing about podcasting is who knows in a year or something, maybe Doug and I will do a podcast or you never know what's going to happen in the future. The reality of the situation is I think that, and this is, this is how I really feel about this. I believe that, like you said earlier, when you sit down and you start recording, the little switch goes on and you kind of put on your face, right? I think that you have your home base face, as in when you're on your thing, doing your thing, and then you have your, your visitor's face. I think I threw Doug off when I went on his show because he had only ever been at my house having a talk. You know, and we we got into some some pretty good shit. You know, sitting around talking uh, deep. But then I go over there and I just I blow the fucking place up. You know what I'm saying? And he, at one point, I think he was like, "Are you even fucking listening?" And I was like, "Yeah." It was hysterical I, to listen to. I was like, I "Listen, that point. dude, he's over there <laughs> philosophizing, smoking, and philosophizing." I was cracking up. Look, the the point is, it sucks because. Um, I, I kind of felt bad right after. Why? But at the end of the day, like, well, because I thought he was being serious for a moment. Like, you're normally keyed in. And I'm like, baby, this is what I do when I go on other shows. Like, I'm trying to be entertaining and keep moving. But when I'm here, I want you to kind of take the lead. And that's really what I think it is, is when you try to have a show with somebody, 
you're both trying to be the leader, like you said, and it's if you're used to playing your game, then I don't think it's going to work if you already have like a character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I understand that. And again, even me as a guest, I want to bring something that's entertaining. You you have an audience. I do not want to bore your audience. Right. That's I don't want to bore your audience. Well, I wouldn't bring. I wouldn't ask you to come talk with me if I thought you were boring. Well, I so, appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, now we probably pretty much ran out of everything. Now at this point, huh? No. Well, what are we going to talk about now? Oh, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> tons of stuff to talk about. You got a new network now. Are you even talking about that, or is that all still hush hush? No. Um. This is actually uh the first episode I'm doing since everything's kind of coming into play, and I mean it's it's fun, man. Like sitting here trying to actually uh, organize people and figure out what you want to do. Uh, the NSFW Podcast Network has been uh, new life breath breathe breathe. Why can't I talk? It's had new life breathed into it. <laughs> so basically, it was sitting out by the curb. Nobody wanted it. And you drove yeah, by, and you looked were, at it, and you backed up, and you said, you know something, I think I could do something with this. John, it was like, I pulled up to a red light, and there's a, a homeless person on the side of the road with his dog. Dog looks like it's been spit on, maybe had a couple soda cans cracked in its face, like, this is fucked up, what happened? You know, and they were just like, do you want the dog? Like, I think I could, I think I could work with this. So, we stripped it down, and uh, we're going to reformat and I think it's going to be kind of fun to bring in some new meat. And uh, I hope that everybody's ready. I think it's going to be a very interesting summer <laughs> for, for what's in store. So what do you think about podcasting networks? I mean, your opinion on are they good? Do you get any? I mean, I know you get some value out of them, but is it the well, value that you think you're going to get out of it? Okay. So I think there's semantics here. Um, the word network is very loose. Um, a network for me, in my mind, is a maybe like a radio station, something that has a website, a streaming service, maybe on demand. Like it's going to have a lot more uh, production behind it, right? I think what what we're in and what we try to do. I mean, you guys probably have your own website with civilized creatures, but I'm not really focusing on website shit. I'm trying to promote with the social media angle. You know, at the end of the day, I don't. I don't want any kind of bullshit with this whole like snatching downloads or tying people's RSS. Like, I don't need that. I just want to hold up a fucking megaphone and tell people about these people I'm associating with. And that's what I want out of a, a group uh, or a network. But I think some people just assume, you know, you're going to get famous real quick and all this other bullshit. But it's not that. It's a bunch of strangers trying to get along in a fucking group chat. You know, if I could, <laughs> if I could just set up my own network, if I, and I basically probably could, if I went with to Randall and said, Hey, listen, this is what I'd like to do with the website. We have a website, but it's not really built yet and kind of looking for somebody to do it. It's not my gig. I don't do websites, but so what I, I, I would have the front page of that, the website of the network and it would have the shows on it. And each tab on the website would take you to the web page of the show. And then there would be a live tab and then when you go to the live tab it would be where the shows when they record live you could go there watch them live interact in the so chat you're talking about actually streaming service streaming though, right? like yes yes okay so maybe that's the long way around what the fuck i just said was i believe that a network air quote is something that offers live 
broadcasting. Yeah, I wouldn't take the shows afterwards and then put them on so that they would stream you know, your MP3 of your finished show because to me, podcasting is freedom. Podcasting is you, you listen when you want, where you want. I don't need somebody curating my content when I want to listen to it. I already have it on my phone. I can listen to it, you know, four o'clock in the morning. I can listen to it when I'm driving. I can listen to it when I'm doing dishes, whatever, mowing the lawn. I can listen to podcasts on my terms. So why am I going to, it's almost a waste of time to put it streaming as a MP3. But if you're going to sit there and say, hey, I can go watch, you can make the mistakes and yell at each other or see something I'm not going to hear on the regular show. I'm up for that. I'll watch that. And, you know, I'll come in and chat at you you know, send something your way as far as, you know, in the, as, as your topic, I'll send something. I love when uh, people come in and interact with us in the chat and say something and just, I've had it where they floored me. We were talking. So you guys actually do record live like that, or at least when you do the original thing, it's, it's live to tape basically from there. Yeah, we do Facebook live. We have a Facebook page and I use a software called StreamYard and on oh. StreamYard, you can come in and you have, the audio set up and you can see the chat and you can bring the chat up in the room so they could see it. Now that's just for us to record. The reason I like that is because people my age, us old geezers, we seem to still be on the Facebook, but we don't do anything else. So if I need somebody, my audience is over on Facebook. And so that's where I, I'll go. Now, the thing is, that it, so then you get the argument, well, if they get to watch it, they won't download it. So now do I care if I have 500 views on Facebook and 300 downloads? Do I care or do I need, do I want 800 downloads? I don't See, care. Video doesn't interest me at all, John. Like I don't, I don't, maybe it's because I, I don't have a face for video, but uh, I just, I don't, I listen to all my shows. Like there's a couple that I'll check out the video if I want to see like if they're actually showing pictures or some shit or some video that they got sent. Like I don't, usually just want to sit in and watch people talk to each other unless it's like Rogan and Alex Jones and I want to see him jump around in his fucking chair and turn colors and shit. So I don't know. I've just not really been sold on the video thing. I like I keep it strictly audio. <laughs> We've been able to bring people in via the chat and and watch them. It's not a lot. Sometimes, you know, seven, sometimes ten. No more yeah. than but there's an element there. And it's just we're sitting here doing it anyhow, and we're, what we're doing is we're we're putting a camera up, and we're allowing you to come in and watch us do what we do. You know what you need is one of them goddamn Oculus cameras. Oh, I can't buy one any more them, equipment. You got to be kidding! Uh, <laughs> You're right. Three sixty little some bitches. You can sit there and put on your uh, your VR goggles. I think that's going to be the next step. You think? Like for Joe Rogan, obviously that's where it's going to go. Oh, so you're in there with them. Yeah, like they just put a camera in one of the chairs, and it's just basically this this 360-degree HD, 4K, whatever camera, and then you put on your little Oculus goggles. You might be you right. you sit there, and you're in the room with all these fucking guys. You might be right. The, watching the fights. Yeah. So there's another thing that we do, I do on Tuesday night. There's a platform out there now called Get Vocal, and it's G-E-T-V-O-K-L. Dot com And basically what it is, it's a streaming video. You can come in there. You can have four people. You can take that audio. You can stream it to YouTube, Periscope, and uh, Facebook. And you can go in there and have four guests. You can bring people in. But the problem with that right now, they're new. It's a new platform. And you have to have an account to come in. But 
So there's all these different things. And I'm a like a tech geek. I love playing with stuff like this. So I like to go in there and mess around with new technology to see what works and what doesn't. That's how I found StreamYard. So it's fun to do that. And so for us, we're here doing it anyhow. I already have the software. I throw it up. If anybody comes, they do. If they don't, they, the show still goes on. It doesn't matter. And then we put it out as a podcast. But as you're scrolling through Facebook and all of a sudden you see three people sitting there and you're like, what are they doing? What are they talking about? Hold on. Let me jump yeah. back up and check that out. You never know. <laughs> you might hook one. There's all kinds of different ways to uh, to try to get into different lanes with this. I have discovered so many different kinds of people, John. Like I thought the internet had spoiled me and I'd seen everything. It's, nope. Seems like every day I meet a new kind of fucking person. <laughs> so well, is the thing about video with you that you don't like it because you have a hard time streaming it with your internet service because you don't have the best internet service bandwidth? I mean, I just don't really see the need to be on camera is that i feel like i'm expressive enough through my voice that you could probably guess like the facial expressions i'm making <laughs> you know I, I i don't hide it very much i had the same problem i always say the reason i like podcasting is because i have a face for podcasting you're right no shit well and, you know i got most of a face for podcasting maybe that's it too i'm a little camera shy <laughs> but you know after i started doing it for a while i even forget the cameras on i'm not even really paying attention to see, it. see that's my problem and that's probably exactly why in the back of my mind it's the same reason i can't let my wife put a fucking, like a surveillance camera in my house. <laughs> it's just because one day I'm going to forget that camera's there. And you're going to catch me in here beating my dick on camera and it's not going to be okay. Somebody's going to get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you filthy, dirty mother. You're the wife now. I'm just saying. You sit here and it's like, well, it's, you know, whatever. I, yeah, I understand. One of the things I was doing through Facebook and, uh, you know, because I edit other podcasts, I was figure I would do a session of me editing and that way anybody wanted to watch it, they could see what I did and stuff. And then what happened was I forgot that I was streaming it. So then someone did, I got my, I got my email open. I started sending emails in the middle. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm streaming. So I had to quick shut it off, go in, delete everything. I don't know. There, there wasn't anybody watching it live at the time, but holy cow. So, yeah. I understand what you're saying about yeah, you shit for, out of you. Yeah. You forget, <laughs> you forget that you're, you're actually recording. So. That's why. I mean, it's already bad enough. I've got these fucking uh, these FBI speaker boxes in my house that are just constantly going off. And that Alexa, I don't trust her. Not for one minute. That bitch is always listening. I know. I mean, the other night, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I have the other one. I have the Google. So the other night, it said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, bitch, I don't know who you're talking about. I mean, no one's saying a word in there. So then I'm thinking to myself, because it woke me out of my sleep, I'm thinking, is anybody in here that said something? Google picked it up, and now I hear someone in my house. So, Duh, now, so yeah. when it just jumps on randomly, like, that's fucking crazy. Because obviously it's listening to something that you were saying and something triggered it. The problem I have, like, I have a, do you know what an Ecobee thermostat is? It's like a Bluetooth smart thermostat thing. Yes. We have that with the Alexa function, and it has the lights, the problem is I can see that shit from my couch. So when I'm sitting watching TV just out of my peripheral, I see a blue light start flashing for no goddamn reason. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I see you, bitch. Mind your business, Alexa. Like, how for real? Start talking shit to the thermostat. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about this. If man made it, man can control it. Yeah, but they said uh, that they caught some murder on uh, Alexa tape, right? Sure, they. I'm sure they have. Yeah, so it's, I'm not upset about it because my life is not that interesting. 
But the fact of the matter is, sometimes you say crazy shit when you're in your house. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't need the feds kicking my fucking door in. That's right. not going to be cool. No. Or you say things like, you know, you say things that are you, you don't mean. And you don't know if anybody's listening. Or you don't know if they have trigger words that want something like, I don't know, bomb or terrorist that if it's hearing that and all of a sudden it says, what's he talking about? And then, you know, they record it for, I don't know, 15 or Isn't that 20 minutes. like to think about that, John, because that could definitely be a thing. But I mean, there's situation. Fuck, dude, you could be walking through the house quoting Eminem lyrics. Bitch, I'm going to kill you. You don't want to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mess around and get the cops at your house for real if they're listening <laughs> and paying attention. So I have friends of mine that say, I would never have one of them in my house listen to me. And I'm thinking to myself, you have a phone at your arm's length at all times. Yeah. It has a microphone. It's already there, baby. It's already, don't you worry. Yeah, that's right. It's already listening. If you have an iPhone and you go, hey, Siri, it automatically listens. So it's listening automatically already. So... And we're not giving up our phones now. It's not happening. We're into this for the long haul now, this whole technology thing. And I was talking to somebody the other day. I can't remember anybody's phone number. But when I was a kid, I had 20, 30, 40 or more phone numbers stored in my head that if I said, oh, my friend Mark, there was a seven-digit number attached to his name. Or my friend Bob. Now, I don't even know my children's phone number. Well, I mean... So, dude, you've no offense. I mean, I know I fuck with you about being an older gentleman, but you're not like crazy old. Uh, you've been around for a while, though, so you've actually seen all this unfold. Like, they didn't have cell phones when you was a baby. Oh, hey, listen, <laughs> they didn't have like, answer some machines. of these kids talk shit about. Well, they, have, they had cell phones. They just your mom couldn't afford one, jackass. They didn't have cell phones when you was a baby. Hell no, they didn't even have answering machines. I remember when we got our first answering machine, and my grandfather was like. I don't know why we need somebody to answer the phone for us. What are we fancy? Which I don't, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not fucking home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's crazy because, like, I guess I have a lot of weird. So my grandma, I guess, would probably be a little older than you, probably 20 years or so, and like she, I guess, was training people for like your generation. So I got a lot of that. It's funny, a lot of the shit that you say I relate to, and it's interesting now to hear it as, you know, a person who literally had, you know, 30 years of living that way. And now, like, today in society, you're getting challenged on things like your masculinity. Yeah, your my masculinity now is toxic. Fuck you, it's toxic. You sound like a toxic man, John. I'm just saying, when I hear your voice, you just you sound like you would make somebody's head explode if you left them alone long enough and they just... Oh, you get a hold of them. I'm just saying that you ain't seen toxic yet. I mean, you think this is toxic? Don't piss me off. But That's I, right. yeah, I mean, we grew up in a, an age where kids constantly teased you. And if you couldn't take it, they would torture you. They would bully you. So you had to learn how to take it. And you had to learn how to. And, and kids today, they don't. If you did anything like that, the first thing they do is they run. They can't handle it. And. I'm sorry. I just don't think the world is better for it, to be quite honest with you. It's crazy, man. I'm trying real hard to do the the peaceful parent thing. 
But I also understand discipline. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't let shit slide, and that's because I don't hit him. So I have to kind of stay on his ass, which sucks, because I don't want to be bugging out on a three-year-old all the time. But uh, that shit's a lot harder when you can't just smack them. I just want you to know that. Like, anybody who's listening to this, if you did smack your kids around, and yeah, they probably listened. Maybe they're okay. Maybe they're not. It's a lot harder to not smack them, just so you know. Because they don't fear you. Because I want to. Yeah, they don't I, fear I, you. I, I used to say, because my wife at the time, we would be talking, and I'd say, that, that, kid does, that kid doesn't care about you. That kid's almost daring you. Yeah. I said, that kid's four years old, and it's got its hands on its hip, openly defying you. I said, they, you don't have to be, you just have to make sure that they know that you're capable. There's an ass whooping capable if they overstep a line. They'll walk up to it, and I respect that. But as long as they don't, <laughs> as long as they don't step over, you got to be willing to test the fucking water, right? Exactly. <laughs> I remember, you know, again, I my mother, like I said, when I was a kid, I got beat with everything that had a handle on it. Oh man, see, yeah, it's it sounds very familiar. <laughs> but the, it was just common. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. It was a day that ended in Y, and we were. And listen, I was, you know, I was a challenging kid to raise. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I did all kinds of stuff, but as you know, you grow older, they say that you shouldn't do that. And I, I respect that too, but there has to be some, I always say, all right, you don't want to hit them. Let's put a shock collar on them. It's too much. You go for that. You give that shock button, you get that button over there. You just give them a little zap. I feel like a squirt bottle would be sufficient. It might be. I don't know. Like a jet. Maybe just hit them right in the fucking nose with it. Something like that. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. They just got to know you're, they just got to know you're capable. Because it's, it's really weird because like the 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 change in attitude, you know, like it, you were from the kids to be seen, not heard generation. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Considering nowadays, if you fucking look at your kid the wrong way, you might get social services showed up at your house. My my dad, I remember one time because they had it when I was a kid too, and I said, "I'll call social services," and my dad said, "Pack your bags because you're going with them." Because if oh, I can't shit. raise you, if I can't raise you, they can take you and raise you. And he was serious. See, that's crazy. <laughs> I've heard, I got the other one. I got the, well, just remember it takes 15 minutes for them to get here. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, but my dad was smarter than that because then they would have had something to take him away for. They'd just say, hey, listen, you're right. I'm a horrible parent. Take him. I feel like just as a bluff, that might have been what she said once or twice. <laughs> just been like, I'm not going to jail for nothing. FYI. Right. I said, hey, wait a minute. You don't have to call. My kids did that to me one time. I said, you don't have to call. I'll call for you. Here, hold on. Go get your bags because you're going with them. What? I said, well, I can't parent. You're going to call them. I'm a horrible parent. They're going to take you. All right. So go pack your bags. Go put something in there. Clothes, you know, pajamas. Hold on. I'll call. No, no. Put the phone down. No, I'm calling. You said I should call. I'm a horrible parent. I'll call. No, no. Put the phone down. That's right. Don't mess with That's me. Fun. See, I'm still at like the you better stop fucking up or I'm gonna call Santa Claus era. And I'm I'm happy with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't wanna do he's at a really fun age right now. He's three. So I mean, there's a lot of cool shit that we're doing. I got him a or I didn't. Uh my mom and her girlfriend bought my son a power wheel, like a right on fucking tractor thing. And uh, he's been tearing up the backyard with it, and I'm just so happy. Well, Again, small kids, small problems. Big kids, big problems. That's just the way it is. You'll see. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, you know that well yeah. enough, too. I got, got one. Like five fucking kids. Yeah, don't. I have one. It's, uh, she's going to be 29, and then I have an, a 21-year-old. 
uh, an 18 year old and one, two twins that are going to be that are 17. Twins too. Oh yeah. Man, you must have done some foul shit in your younger days, Dude, John. I'll tell you what. I almost passed out when I was at the there. You're at the uh, doctors and they're doing the ultrasound, and the lady's going through, and she says, "Did they tell you you're having two? I said, two. two Excuse me. Two. Two what? <laughs> two kids? We can have two kids. I got three two. at home. I can't have two. Got <laughs> to sit down." I, Dude, I think my wife really wanted twins on the first go around. You know, I think they all new moms say that until they have one, and they're like, "It's probably better just to have one." Uh, because they don't, they don't understand. They think that the kids are going to wake up, and then you're going to feed them and get rid. And they don't do that. You get one down, the other one wakes up. You get that one down, the other one wakes up. It's tag team all the time. It, it's Jeez. horrible. I don't think I slept for two years when we had the twins. I was twitchy and I, I, I worked all, I was an elevator mechanic at the time. So I was always out on call and, and there was times where my wife would say, you can't, you can't go. I can't, you can't go. You have to stay. You have to take care of the kids. I can't, I'll kill them. I'll kill every one of them. I'll, oh, I'll shit. take them all out. I'm like, all right, all right. When, yeah. When I got that, I'll kill them all. That's <laughs> real talk though. <laughs> it's, it is. And it's not. Basically, hey, what yeah, she said. That's famous last words. Yeah, basically, <laughs> she was telling me that if you leave, I'll kill you when you get back. Is basically what it was. Yeah, I mean, well, that's understood. Like, hey, by the way, you're gonna have some shit to handle when you get home. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I've had those days. Like, I know, you know, I know that my wife's not gonna do anything, but I have those mornings where I'm like, ugh, she was gonna bounce him off a fucking wall. This would be the day, huh? <laughs> She slept exactly one hour <laughs> last night, and the kid is kicking her in her fucking tit right now, laying in bed, going, Mommy, and just kicking her square in the tit. Blah, blah. I would come home from work, and there would be a Picasso on one of the walls. And I would, oh. I would say, how did this happen? This took time. Look, there's texture, multicolors. How did this happen? This took a long time. Shut up and get the paint. <sighs> All right. And then the one day, I, I took his crayons away from him. I said, that's it. No more crayons. You wrote on the wall, no more crayons. I came in two days later. He took his diaper off, and he worked in shit. <laughs> I was like, all right, touche. Here's the crayons. I tell you what, Lana, you can have the crayons back. Yep. It's way better than shit. Absolutely. See, I didn't. We we got so lucky, dude. And I'm not. It's a weird flex, but okay. Uh, my kid potty trained very well surprisingly like i thought we went too long with the diapers and uh that is one thing that i'm trying to tell like uh, our good brother jason almy who's fixing to join the daddy club like there's not really a, a right way to do this you know like there's a lot of guides and things and books and shit that you can read but all kids are different so you just kind of have to find where you fit in and i really really thought that we Went too long with the diapers. I was like, fuck. And then, dude, once he got a hang for it, two weeks. Yeah. He would walk up to me and say, Daddy, I shit. I'm like, <laughs> son, if you can tell me you shit, you can tell me you have to shit. You know, that's this. let's start with that. <laughs> How much did you love making your kids curse? I, it wasn't me. And again, I was, you know, like I don't I said, mean like making them, like holding them at gunpoint. I'm just saying like... You know, when they would say something they weren't supposed to, or like if they had a well-placed one, and you would just be like, oh, man. You know something? Okay. I never really got upset if my kids would curse. 
Yeah. I, it tickles half. the hell out of yeah, me, John. I never it makes got me named. laugh in a way that I can't even describe. Like, uh, I go to the house now. I'm divorced. So I'll go over to the house now, and the girls will be there, and I, I, Donnie Brook will break out, and the language will start. And I'm like, I can't believe you foul mouth bitches. God. What is happening right now? Yeah, what? I said, if I talk like that, my your grandmother, my mother, would have had the spatula out right now, and she would have been tearing in you like a ninja. She would have been beating the ever-loving shit out of you yes. with a metal spatula. That's right. Because nothing was made out of plastic in the 40s. Well, that was a long time ago. No, my was bad, my bad. 70s. 70s. I in was, the I 70s, was... everything was made with asbestos. <laughs> That's right. And they would beat mesothelioma into your fucking skull with it. <laughs> oh, shit. It's an interesting journey, so shout out to all the parents out there who happen to, to hear this conversation. They know the struggle is real, man. It's Well, I love first-time parents because first-time parents, they do everything right. You know, everything's sterilized. Everything's, you know, by the third or the fourth kid, if they drop their, you know, bottle on the ground, you, give, you pick it up, you let the dog lick it off, you jam it back in their mouth again. It's fine. Yeah, it's just funny to watch what happens, you know, new parents versus parents that have been through the wars. I think that's it's funny you say that. I've I've called it like military service. Not no disrespect to our men and women fighting, you know, for our, our freedoms and all, but I feel like the experience could be treated very much like a military service, like boot camp, and then you get your first tour. <laughs> However many more tours you get, that's cool. But understand, by the fifth, sixth, you're gonna be uh, one of those motherfuckers. <laughs> Hiding out in your shed, rocking yourself to sleep and shit. <laughs> but the best part about it is just remember the stories because when they get older, you get to tell those stories. And, you know, my son, like at one time, I remember I come out of the, you know, I come out of my bedroom and in, in the hallway, the dog shit. So I was like, that son of a bitch. I mean, I, I go grab the dog. What are you doing? I yell at the dog. Two days later, dog shit in the hallway again. So I'm like, grab the, I'm yelling at the dog, throw the dog outside. One day I go walking upstairs. He's standing there squatting, shitting in the hallway. I said, what are you doing? There's the bathroom right there. He goes, I like doing it in the hallway. I said, you like doing it in the hallway. Now I got to go apologize to the dog because I've been yelling at the dog for a week. It's just, you just think, I said, I can't wait to tell that story to your first girlfriend. It's going to be great. By the way, he used to shit on the floor. I blame the dog. Yeah. Dog's like, hey. It's not me. It's your son. Stick your finger in it. Smell. It smells like pizza. I haven't had pizza. Man, I would have laid a fucking beating on that shit. I don't. I don't get down to stepping in shit. It's one of my least favorite things in the world, John. Yeah. Well, I I, I hear you. I mean, yes, that and th I can't handle vomit, which was funny because my kids. I used to my one daughter. You would give her the bottle. You go to burper. She'd throw everything up on you. I said, I don't, why don't I just take this formula and pour it all over me and cut out the middleman? I never, I had so many stained shirts when these kids were growing up. Because remember, I had four under the age of four with the twins. At oh, shit. Yeah, we were just stupid. Really dumb. Dumb John, family planning. That's so many kids, man. <laughs> Fuck. Like, I sit here and I see some of my friends, like I said, that have more than two. Two seems like a lot. This is from my, my couple friends that have the, the two kids they seem tired, but maintaining the boat, especially as they get older. You know, they start to get into all the programs and shit, so it's nice. But the ones that, that crank off three, four, 
Never let the parents or never let the kids outnumber the parents. That's what Holy happens. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, absolutely. We're, so we're all of yours. No, no offense. I, I think you've been you've been uh, married a couple of times, haven't you, now, John? No, I've only been married once. Now, my, my wife had my first daughter is my stepdaughter. She was seven years okay. old. Yeah. So but she's she'll be 29. She'll be 29 this year. And uh, so that's my and then my first or so yeah i had not only that i had that but i had to, to deal with the stepdaughter and yeah it was a like it was a i th- said the one time i looked up and i said okay god i don't know what i did but whatever it is i'm sorry please make it that's stop. so crazy i thought you had been like divorced a couple times no, no. And i was like we had a couple kids with a couple chicks mm-hmm. you literally you put in work yeah now one I, lady it, bless listen, your heart man. i'm not stupid I'm, i'll never do that marriage thing again you gotta be kidding me it's the worst contract you ever sign in your entire life Crazy, crazy, stupid. My wife got a pretty good deal on hers. <laughs> so you're her second husband? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a second. And uh, it's funny because we're still at the point in our lives where every once in a while when you get tuned up and you want to start talking mad shit to each other, you just look at her and you go, well, you're stuck with me, bitch. That's not because, true. Uh, if you get a divorce now, you ain't getting nothing but half the debt. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so have fucking fun. Sit over there and shut up. That doesn't work. <laughs> I, I think the best way to have a, a successful marriage is to wake up in the morning, look over at your bride and say, I'm sorry. And then, yeah. what's that for? Hey, whatever I'm going to do, whatever I haven't done, I'm sorry. Uh, I said the other day uh, in a tweet, as a matter of, look, it's where all the best jokes go, John. When you sit there and you think of something funny, I said, hey, always remember, the more money you make, the closer your wife is to being able to afford a hitman. Yeah. So... Right. Stay stay broke. Don't ever <laughs> stay woke, stay broke, baby. Same thing with life insurance. <laughs> never be worth never be worth so much money that want to push you down a flight of steps. Uh, I have okay. So <laughs> I've I've often wondered how many like oh, when you get old and you could be killed by like getting pushed down a flight of steps, like legit killed. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people legit do that. I, I don't like know. I'm, I'm um, talking like '80s, '70s, '80s. Like you know, you're just tired, and you just hip bump, you motherfucker, <laughs> and then they go tumbling down the stairs. And you're like, whatever. I think women are sneaky. I think what happens if you have uh, hardwood floors and you're going to go down the steps, and you give her too much shit, she might put a little pledge on the steps. So you start heading down the steps in your socks. Next thing you know, you're a, a, a heap at the bottom. Could happen. <laughs> Women are tricky. They're, you know, women are not stupid. They're smart. They, they have, you know, they have the largest. Women have the largest union in the world, and they never hold any meetings. Absolutely. Yeah, I love them though. They're really awesome. Most of them. I've, I've met a few that I didn't quite care for, but uh, I got a good one now. So that's nice. She's only an asshole sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like my, I like them a little crazy, just a little crazy, a touch crazy. I like that tidbit. Little, yeah, I like that little <laughs> spice. You know, I like that. Um, I, I used to pick them I just too don't crazy. Like mean, mean is the thing that puts me out, man. Like you can be crazy, I can deal with that. But uh, you know, some bitches are just mean. And I say bitch not in the sense of being a woman, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like there's some just mean spirited people out there, and uh, not a fan, not a fan at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I see what's going on in this world today, and with I 
try to teach my daughters. I say, listen, don't let a guy treat you like shit because you know what? Relationships, if he, if he thinks he can get away with it, he will get away with it. But if, as soon as he, you, he does something stupid and you just, you just say you're going to kick him to the curb or something like that and, you know, you lay down the ground rules, just let him know what you won't put up with and don't go back on it and you'll be fine. That's all. But it's tough having daughters because I was, you know, I grew up as a man and I know what guy, guys do and how guys are. So I, I have to try to teach the defense. Oh, man. Now you're going to get me down a whole nother rabbit hole now. This is with daughters. This is actually something. We were talking about disciplining kids, right? So this is like one of the real things that I have a problem with it. And it has to do with like disciplining women, I guess, in a sense, like spanking chicks or however you choose to do it, I guess. Some people like to lay hands. That's not cool. It, it That is probably one of the more weird points of disciplining children, if I may say. Like, I know we were talking earlier and you said sometimes you got to put the, the threat in there. You got to put the fear into them. I understand that with boys. Boys are dickheads. We're a little pigheaded. And sometimes I guess we do need to get kind of smacked around. But it is kind of a weird message, you know, with with uh, your daughters to, to spank them on the ass or to, to have to go upside their head, I guess, in a sense. I've seen people do it, um, you know, and then be like, now, <laughs> you fucking, you know, I love you. I don't like smacking the dog shit out of you when you talk crazy, but I don't know. That's one of the parts that really bugged me about it. Well, with mine, I never had, I had three of them. Yeah. Growing up, the stepchild was a, you know, basically I would just say to our mother, get her. Sicker. Yeah, because that's right. that's a yeah, whole that other fucking level to the game, right? Dude. So, but with mine, like my youngest is just like me, and my wife is very ex wife is very very passive, right? And Buchanan's are very very aggressive. So my ex didn't know how to handle her, but I did. So then she would just sit open defy you, and I'd say go to your room, and she'd say I'm not going. So I'd go to grab her to take her to a room, and she would like go to the ground. All I needed was an ankle. And I would grab her by the ankle. Now, remember, she's like three or four. I'd grab her by the ankle. I'd pick her up by the ankle, and I'd carry her up the steps by the ankle. And she's like, put me down. I'm like, uh uh-uh, you, you, I told you to go upstairs. Now I'm taking you upstairs. That's perfectly acceptable. Right. Job. She's just hanging and upside you know what? down. I think you're a better father for it. Yeah, <laughs> Good hang job. Down and, you know, take her upstairs and put her in bed. And then you stand there by the door because you know she's coming out. You shut the door. And then she comes running out the door. And she opens up the door, and you just scream. Rah! <laughs> Scared the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's a good fucking right. game. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's a wonder we make it through, to be honest with you. But, you know, I got to tell you, after all the bullshit and everything you go through, painting the walls, cleaning the shit off the floors to throw up off of you, it's worth it. It is. I love it, man. So, I try to tell people when they ask me the thing, and uh, people that don't have kids, and I hate to be this guy mr where you it's a life-changing thing it really is man it's crazy you wouldn't think that you would love something as much but when they place that little motherfucker in your hands at the hospital it's uh it's an interesting feeling right well you have to have to have that love because if not you would just leave them somewhere yeah which i mean i'm surprised i didn't do a couple of times i've actually had a very clean record as far as like drops and 
and uh, misplacements and shit like that. I only had him. He ran out the house one time and scared the shit out of me real bad. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of been one of those things that ever since I'm like, keep that watchful eye because he's fast mm. for a fucking three year old. He, uh, you know, he keeps up to a steady trot from my fat ass as I'm going across the the yard. I look over my shoulder and he'll be right there, man. Let's talk about something else. Right. We're talking about too much kid stuff. I got How about you. guns. Want to talk about guns? Sure. <laughs> that's that's a hot topic. I always hunted. My family's always hunted. So we've had guns in the house back in my day. My dad used to have his revolver under the mattress. You knew where it was. You just never touched it. You knew where all the guns, there was never, we didn't have a gun cabinet. We didn't have guns locked up. There was a, the, the closet was where you kept the guns and the bullets were next to the guns. Cause why would you have the bullets somewhere else? If you needed them, you had to be able to get to them. There's a, you know, the, whether you should or shouldn't, that's, Everybody's got their opinion. What kind of fucking... Did you guys hunt deer in New Jersey? I... We used to... I'm not a deer hunter. Deer hunting is boring. You got to sit there. You got to be quiet. You got to get yeah, there. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> I liked rabbit hunting with dogs, with beagles. You take them out. They're rowdy. You listen to them run. It's a lot of fun. You got four or five guys out there. The dogs are running at rabbits. And it's it's more of a team sport. And I just loved raising dogs. And then when there wasn't hunting season, we used to take them and put them in competitions, trials. And then... Oh, shit. Like the waterfowl uh, well, dog? Well, these were beagles. So what you would do is you take six dogs out and you take them out in the field and they would run. And then the first dog, they would strike a rabbit or smell the rabbit start. That was that was a strike. And then they would run it and then they would lose it. And then another one would pick it up. And that was called a check. And they would score it almost like it would score it like a hockey game. You know what I mean? That's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know they have like How field you... for dogs. I've seen like the water sport shits and I've seen like the beagle chases or, in, or the whatever. In is Arkansas? It, is it beagles? Yeah, beagles. No, what well, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? The little, they're like rat terriers or some oh, shit. Oh, like I know. They all you're... run to the hole and then <laughs> there's like that money shot where one fucking dog runs to the hole and the rest of them just get into a big giant, traffic jam. Right, that big fight so what that's jack russell terriers and then, then that's what it that's is. what it is yeah. yeah so that's funny because the guy that i used to hunt with he had one and he says come on we gotta go you gotta go to this thing you gotta go with me so we go and they have this little rat on a spool and it, zzz, it takes off and these dogs try to get it and you're exactly right the first one gets through the hole and then the, the thing drops and then the rest of the dogs they're down there and they all get in a fist fight so every dog has a muzzle on it so they don't kill each other because it's basically like an asshole in a target <laughs> and one dog slips into the asshole and then it closes. And then it's like yeah. eight fucking rat terriers in a pile, like kicking and stomping <laughs> the shit out of each other. And they're running full speed too. Like, it's not like, it's like, uh, like, like sperm hitting a diaphragm. It's just blam. <laughs> we used to take his, they're, those Jack Russells are meant to go underground. They're supposed to kill groundhogs and anything that goes in a hole. So we would take his and we trained it to, to run, you know, look for squirrels. So it would go out in the woods and it would look for squirrels and it would go around the tree. And, and you know, if the dog goes one way, the squirrel goes around. So it was easy to shoot them. So, but yeah, we did. I see. I like that. I like something where you can go out and hunt with people, bird hunting, uh, you know, pheasants, quail, duck hunting, that whole deer hunting, sitting there waiting, turkey hunting, same thing. Not a big fan. But, uh, yeah, still, I haven't done it in years. I just, 
I, you know, the whole cleaning them and eating them and everything. If I can't eat it, I'm not going to shoot it. Yeah, no shit. So, I don't want people really into hog hunting around here. And that just doesn't interest me at all. Some of these fucking uh, big ass wild boars we get, it would tear your monkey ass in half if you get to fucking around with them. All right. So you, I just, you want to see something I, great? Go to YouTube and then type in the search night hog hunting. And they go out at night with the, the night sight rifles. I can't get enough of them. I think I've seen everyone that's on YouTube. It's amazing. It sounds like a terrible fucking idea, man. <laughs> they go out there and they, these, these hogs are out there and they don't see the guys because they're, then they're using night vision and everything. And it's just like they go, they get them all lined up and there's three guys with guns and they go, okay, three, two, one. And they all have one. They just, they shoot once. <laughs> And three of them drop, and then all of a sudden, it's the next thing you know. It's it's bedlam. They're all running around. They're shooting them until they're out of bullets. I I can't get enough of that. I would love to go hog hunting down in down south. Oh man, uh, good luck. I would do it maybe from like a, a tree stand. Man, they're just they're mean, and uh, you know I, I got a buddy that does uh, the like he guides them. He's got dogs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean they do. Very well, you know, they make quite a bit of money for people to come in and pay to, to have him go take them out. But there's always that chance, man. Like, I think he has lost the dog at least one or two in over the last probably 10 years of doing it. They're like little bulls. <laughs> They're very powerful, and they give zero fucks about you or your dogs. So unless, you know, you have really, really good training, uh, they will hurt you. So I don't fuck with them. I'd rather just have people bring me the bacon. Well, they apparently, when they shoot the wild, when you shoot the wild ones, they're no really no good. What they try to do with the dogs is they get the dogs to pin them down. Then they run in and they grab them and they tie them up and they bring them out alive. And then they worm them and then they feed them corn and everything to get that gaminess out of them. And then they could sell them the, you know, for, for food. But you know, I've also heard, uh, one of the things they do is they, uh, they get them, pin them down, and they cut their nuts off. That's a bold move. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So what they do. That's a man's man that can take a wild no, no, boar, no. pin them down, and cut his nuts off. No, they use dogs. Oh. So they got He's got an American bulldog and like a, a couple bird dogs and shit. Like it's, it's an interesting process, I'm sure. But he said what it is is, I guess where we're at, the feral hogs, they kind of, you get a big male, they want to hang out kind of in a certain spot. So you fucking cut their nuts off and then they stay in that area. And there's something to do with when you cut their nuts off the testosterone, blah, blah, blah. They start to get really fat. So you just keep eating, you know, chasing them kind of around the area. And then eventually you pop the ass in another season or two when they pick up another hundred pounds. It's interesting. I just, yeah, tactics, I guess. I'm, I'm sorry. Bacon's not that expensive at the store. It is kind of weird, right? Right. Like, look, I love bacon, but going out and trying to fuck something up that can kill you just doesn't sound interesting to me. Well, I mean, I it's it has more skin in the game. When you're, oh yeah, you're definitely playing fucking. <laughs> you're playing high stakes poker at that point, right. buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's like bear hunting. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything to climb the tree that I'm trying to get away from it. We went uh, r- r- snowshoe hare hunting up in. Canada. And they said, listen, 
Uh, you got to be aware that moose, the moose are in rut right now and you don't want to get a you know, bull moose man at you. So I said, well, what do I do if, you know, I've never been here before. What do I do? And he goes, you just find a tree that's about five inches in diameter and you keep that between you and the moose. I said, well, do I shoot it? He goes, oh, not with that gun. That'll just piss them off. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right. He says, you keep the tree pretty soon. They'll get tired and go away. I'm like, really? That's what I'm doing here? So you literally just play like keep away. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. Said, said yeah. the guy. You just go just right. Stand there and uh, walk around. When he goes this way, you go that way. And you're yeah. sitting there and you're hunting, and then all of a sudden you walk around a corner and you see this big steaming pile of moose poo, and you're like, "That moose can't be far away." Holy cow! Where is that thing? So okay, hypothetical situation. You're playing ring around the moose, <laughs> ring around the rosy with a fucking moose. Yeah. Do you talk shit to it while you're doing that? Honestly. Do you scream the whole time? Like, are you cool? Do you think maybe you don't make noise? What do you think, John? I, I, you're in that- I scream like a little child uh, the whole you, time I'm doing remember, Ring Around the You remember your training. Yeah, I know. So you're actually walking around. You're doing what you're supposed to. But while that's happening, you are screaming. <laughs> there's a, another video on YouTube where there's people snowmobiling and, and they're chasing this moose and the moose is running and all of a sudden the moose has had enough. So the moose stops and they stop and then the moose comes back and goes to attack them. Well, they had a pistol in the back of one of the snowmobiles. So they grabbed the pistol and they're like, they show the moose the pistol. The moose don't give a shit about that pistol. So they shot like two, two rounds in the air to maybe scare the moose away. That made the moose charge. I was like, I, at that time, it's might as well just turn the gun on yourself. Yeah, just not good, man. <laughs> just not at take all. yourself out. Well, John, here's the thing. I will sit here and talk to you for three and a half goddamn hours. But like I told you before, uh, my child is still roaming the halls. And it sounds like he's beginning to be a little bit of a pain in the ass in the other room. So... Uh, I think I might have to put a pin in this one for the night, dude. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm glad we got to sit down and yak for at least an hour or so. And uh, it's really been cool getting to talk to you. I've I've been very interested. And I'm sure we will meet again very soon, sir. All right. Uh, If you want to catch up with my show, it's Unbelievably Stupid over at UnbelievablyStupid.me. I also have another podcast that I'm a co-host with called uh, Brilliant Observations. And you can find that at Brilliant. Listen Brilliant. Dot com. So you should check them out and uh, love to have you come out on seven o'clock on a Wednesday on Facebook and uh, hang out with us. It'll be fun. Wonderful. And you can find John and all the other wonderful shows over at the civilized creatures uh, entertainment network. Is that what's the, the long, long name? Is that it? Civilized creatures entertainment network. I'm, uh, I'm really bad with this because I don't know what the Twitter the Twitter is right. for that, but we're just hashtag civilized creatures. You'll find us. There you go. All right. Well, Bubba, you have a good night. I'm going to go. I give this kid a dose of the bean drill. <laughs> there you go, man. Take it easy. All right. Well, that was my conversation with John Buchanan, the pod father, if you will. Uh, John's a great guy and, uh, I've actually learned a lot from him and it's nice to have folks like him around to kind of keep all of us, uh, young, whippersnappers in line so thank you john and i appreciate it you guys be sure to go and check them out uh the unbelievably stupid podcast yay finally getting around to getting the episode up uh it's been a pretty shit couple weeks man i've had a lot of stuff going on the internet took a shit on me and uh man (laughs) it's crazy because uh 
you know, I've been doing these collaborations and shit. I'm all over the place. We did a, a second podcast, Royal Rumble. Mr. Dave Chaffee had the pleasure of orchestrating that. Be sure to check that one out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, recently did the podcast of the Roundtable uh, show with uh, Randall Fowler and John. So, hey, you know, go check that out and vote for me, you cocksucker. It's a listener interaction show so <laughs> we all get to talk and act crazy and then you get to vote and decide who you like the best so vote for me motherfucker but you know that's that's that um getting around doing some fun stuff these collaborations guys um it's a brand new day this is uh i think the first episode i'm releasing since everything's been announced uh, i am now the chairman and ceo <laughs> of the nsfw podcast network and we are breathing new life into the program. I've decided to uh, rebrand and kind of bring in a whole new squad of people. And I'm basically building an army of perverts. And so far, uh, I have not been let down <laughs> by the people that I've looked into. So be sure to check out some of the newest additions to the family. Uh, the Priory Society. Uh, Eros and Isis, wonderful swinger couple. They're escapades. They love guns, pussy, and cigars. That's their shit, you know. And uh, <laughs> as I, I think it's awesome, the uh, the shit that they get into. We've also added uh, the Unicorn Report with Robin and Snuggly Dave. Dave's a good dude. I believe he's more active on Twitter. Um, Dave is a big sexy dude from uh i don't know if he's from arizona but i believe they live in arizona now but these two these two cats <laughs> they get into some escapades and they've even uh they take their recorders in on some of them too so that's that's pretty nuts <laughs> some shit i ain't never heard before you guys be sure and check out the unicorn report we've added everything sexy with uh, Jamal, and hopefully he'll be uh, one of the next episodes coming up. Jamal's a great guy, and uh, I know that those guys are really uh, kind of on a path to to build quite an audience. They have a, a very niche product, and I'm very interested to see where they go moving forward. Uh, casual Sex with Crumb is another one, and uh, I spoke to Crumb a few times, and uh, he is a, a real gem. Just a nice guy who loves to fuck and uh, get his freak on. Uh, I believe he specializes in kink and stuff like that. But all in all, the show is very informative. It's very entertaining. Uh, be sure to check that out. Also, uh, your kinky friends, uh, Nicholas, seems like a good guy. They do a lot of uh, YouTube-related uh, interviews and things of that sort. And so far, it's been pretty neat getting to meet those guys guy it's one guy it's nicholas hey man shout out and then the you know there's the the squad uh the lieutenants if you will blunt mommy and uh man brain podcast check out both of those they make a great team and uh, they've really been ripping shit up the last few months and it is my pleasure to uh to have them as my uh my confidants in this uh this process of building some more people some new faces and uh, hopefully some some fun over the summer. I think it's going to be really cool. So get behind us. <laughs> you don't want to be in front of us because we're coming at you with a rock hard cock. Yeah. <laughs> G.
Jesus Christ. But all in all, everything's cool, man. We're, uh, we're building this. The podcast Circle Jerk has increased, and uh, it's, it's really cool to be able to work with a bunch of interesting people and to be able to, uh, you know, try to bring out the best in folks. That's what we're all trying to do. So be sure to subscribe to all those shows and show them some love, motherfucker. That's new business, old business, sponsors. You know the deal. First and foremost, hold on, please. Let's get spunky. Let's what we yeah. Fuck yeah. Get spunky. <laughs> Listen, uh, OG sponsor of the show, Spunk Lube, man. Great products. They offer a wide range of uh, different things for all your fuck needs. Uh, you can get pure silicone. You can get the, the hybrid. It looks like stunt cum. It's amazing. There's an organic blend that you could eat. Hey, any product, any orifice, get you some spunk lube. Put some slippery on your dick and have a good fucking time, man. That's what it's all about, right? Yeah. I like that song. <laughs> I heard it. I thought, oh, shit. Throw that in there, too. But no, uh, Spunk Lube, great product. www.spunklube.com. You know the deal, bitch. And uh, biobidet.com. Hey, I'm the king of toilets. The king of squeaky clean butthole. I'm here to tell you. You can use my promo code, Boys. You can go there, and you will receive... 10% off anything in the store, man. They sell fucking bidets. They sell faucets. They got all kinds of cool shit. Uh, replacement parts, cleaners, replacement toilet seats in case your shit don't fit right. Uh, hey, anything you need, go holler at them. And uh, yeah, take care of your booty hole, man. There's no reason to be walking around all funkadelic in the springtime. You know you got that swamp ass. Rinse that shit off. Then maybe your significant other will put their tongue in your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all in all, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for uh, for coming back. I know it's been a minute, and I'm going to try to get back onto a decent schedule. But, uh, you know, it's I, I can only do what I can do, motherfucker. But I'm going to keep trying to wrangle in some good guests. Hey, thanks for listening. And, uh, John, I'll see you around, you motherfucker. Be sure to check out all the other networks we have involved. The Drama City Productions Group Inner Circle Podcast Network and the Civilized Creatures Podcast Network. And uh, that's it. I'm out. I was 15 going on 20 when I met up with this old man. He was quite a lover of the cards and of the dice. And he had whores and he had ladies made love and he'd made babies he could tell some damn good stories and give some good advice you got to learn how to pick them son learn how to lick them son learn how to stick them son between the thighs you got to try not to beat them too much try not to teach them too much try not to feed them too much bullshit and lies he'd sit down pour some whiskey and he'd mix it up with water Here's a picture of my daughter He would say that he would sigh Then he'd drink and laugh a little As he picked up that old fiddle That same old 
never did know why you got to learn how to pick em, son. Learn how to lick em, son. Learn how to stick em, son. Between the fires, and you got to try not to beat em too much. Try not to teach em too much. Try not to feed em too much. Bullshit and lies. Now the years have seen him buried. His daughter and me married. I was sure he'd raised her right and taught her how to fuck. When I asked her what he told her, she said he'd never scold her. He would always hold her, but he never told her much. Well, he told her men were plain and simple. Told her love was like a pimple. Once you squeeze the juices out, it just goes away. He taught her how to hold on tighter. And he taught her not to let men fight her. Then there was this poem he taught her on his dying day. You got to learn how to suck em, daughter. Learn how to fuck em, daughter. Learn how to take their money. Learn how to cry. You got to try not to hold em too much. Try not to scold em too much. Try not to feed em too much. Bullshit and lies. You got to learn how to pick em, son. Learn how to lick em, son. Learn how to stick em. Between the thighs, and you got to try not to beat them too much. Try not to teach them too much. Try not to feed them too much. Bullshit. Greetings, heathens and harlots. I'll get you back to your regular podcast in just a few seconds. I'm Crumb, host of Casual Sex with me, Crumb. It's a show about sex positivity, kink, adult and sex work news, interviews, and opinions. No judgment, no shame, a little bit of butt stuff. I'm here to educate and watch porn. If that sounds like the kind of aural stimulation you're looking for, I'd be delighted to slide between your ears each and every week. Find me wherever you found this amazing show you're listening to right now, and check out www.casualsexwithcrumb.com. Remember, be safe, be consensual, and goddammit, be good at it. Talking about dicks. As long as we we're talking about dicks, we're on we're on solid ground, hard ground. I know, and I love talking about dicks. Um, since I mean, the name of this podcast, Man Brain, Man Brain means dick, so you know. <laughs> I know, and I love talking about dicks. The people say men have two brains. I know, like their their actual brains and their dicks. Yeah. And I love talking about dicks. So yes, that's what Man Brain is. I know, and I love talking about dicks, 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 dicks,